Hey everyone, it's Estevan, Estevan the real one, aka Arthur, and I'm here with my spoiler talk and thoughts for Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah, after a while of not doing it, it's 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 actually exactly a week since it came out, and I thought I would give it some time to for the movie to be out so I can uh, it I could talk about my thoughts and spoiler and and I could talk about thoughts and give out spoilers. So here we go. Once again, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna mention this. This is my spoiler talk and thoughts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say everything that happened in the movie. I'm gonna spoil the movie, okay? So this is my spoiler talk. Again, this is my spoiler talk and my thoughts. So spoilers ahead in three, two, one. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in the movie. Yes, it happened and it was amazing. And yes, let's just talk about this movie. Uh, first of all, the leaks, man. The leaks ruined it for me. First and foremost, uh, you know, it, it wasn't as enjoyable as a person would go and see it. Like, the second time, I only went to watch it two times, the release date. And I went to watch it on um, Tuesday, uh, the week after release. So, uh... See, in the re I went to watch it with a friend who had not seen it and hadn't kept up with all the updates and leaks or whatever. And seeing it through a person's, uh, like me seeing it the first time and then seeing it and then, uh, experiencing, like, not experiencing the experience that my friend is experiencing, but like feeling like seeing him watch the movie and for the first time is like unique because he was so hyped. He was so. Hype. He he was on, uh, he's a person that grew up with Tobey Maguire Spider Man and also watched uh, uh at the Andrew Garfield Spider Man Spider Man and kept up with a lot of Marvel content and and kept up with uh he said he only had him watch uh Far From Home which is you know a little bit done because it, it picks up uh the movie picks up literally from um at the ending of Far From Home. Uh, but seeing it through, uh, see, uh, seeing his reaction to uh, Tobey Maguire's entrance was uh, was uh, nice. It was really nice to see somebody else's reaction, uh, you know, uh, for the first time in the movie theater. Also, I also think that it, uh, the structure of the movie was perfect. Uh, you know, it starts off with uh, a little bit of slow, you know, that picks up from where the last movie left off. It doesn't really pick. It does. It doesn't feel like in a a, a superhero movie. Like it does. Like I'm not a mean superhero. It doesn't feel like a like a like a tie-in. It it it, feel, it feels like it's it's dealing with its its own its own story of Spider-Man, but within within this universe. It doesn't. It it doesn't feel like it's to me. It does it doesn't really feel like. Because we know this, uh, this everything's gonna happen like with the multiverse, but it doesn't feel like it's connected like straight to, to like another another, like everything that's gonna happen after Spider-Man No Way Home is definitely gonna be connected to the multiverse and and the upcoming of Kang the Conqueror. Uh, spoiler alert! Also, too, uh, you got some time to watch this already, but Kang the Conqueror is coming. You know, it was he was teased and uh, spoiler alert for Loki. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I feel like you had some time to watch it. But uh, in Loki, he there was a variant of 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 uh, 
of Kang the Conqueror. So that's that's that's. I didn't feel like it was tying too 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 much to to the future, but it is it is gives us it gives us a look of the future of the MCU through Spider Man. So, um, with one of the biggest uh, one of their biggest two of their biggest superheroes like uh, Doctor Strange and Spider Man, which I also feel like Doctor Strange wasn't like a person that I thought was gonna be like a mentor or something. He was just kind of there to me like he was just like to me it was good that he was just kind of there because he didn't take a lot from the movie he didn't take a lot of time uh away from spider-man uh i think it was a good a good choice to be uh you know like i said not really his mentor but but uh more of it just a a, a person a person that he goes to that he knows you know he's just like a like like a person that that he can get help from because, uh, like someone just want a super friend, just one of us super friends, you know, if one of his super friends, no, no relation to uh, uh DC super friends, but just saying he's just one of his uh his Avenger friends. I don't know why I said super friends, but that's what he is. He's he's a, he's a he's a magician guy. He's got like he can consider superpowers, uh, but he's got like he's got superpowers. Magic is is it's. It's his own superpower. But, uh, I love everything. The The structure of the movie is amazing. Uh, one of the, well, some of my favorite scenes would be, uh, the, the Iron Spider versus Don Ock, the fight of the bridge. Yeah, that one's just, uh, I, I think Alfred Molina said that the actor who played, uh, Dr. Octopus, he said that, the tentacles are actually CG, not like in Spider-Man 2, where they were controlled by puppeteers. Uh, which, you know, you can definitely tell they're CG, but the, it looks awesome. The action looks awesome. The way that they fight in that bridge scene is just so cool looking. It's just... Uh, I, I just like that. I like just that, those little moments of him, of them, of that little scene of them fighting. I think that's so cool. Um, when I also love the acting in this movie because uh, there's a couple of scenes that remind me of other movies. But let's let me let me talk about the acting. Uh, Tom Holland, uh, I think he's a really good choice of Spider Man. Like uh, as a young high school Spider Man, I think he was a great choice. I I see now why why he was picked as Spider Man. I see now why we are here in No Way Home and why this is probably the most like. Uh, live action Spider-Man movie there's gonna be because it's, it's so much it's like such a love letter to Spider-Man movies uh, through the to the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies you know and to their directors uh, it's, it's a it's a real love letter to this 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 Spider-Man character within live action movies uh, but like I said the acting in it is uh, for me the ones that took it away was uh Alfred Molina and uh, I keep forgetting his name, but the guy who plays uh, Green Goblin, uh, to me, they uh, they killed it. It's like they never left the role of their characters, of their of their villainous. And I mean, it, it exactly picks up uh, picks up. Uh, they get into the, when whenever they get into this universe, 
because of Doctor Strange's spell getting messed up from uh, Peter Parker trying to uh, 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 like fix it and trying to tell Doctor Strange that he still wants people to remember, like certain people to remember him. And he messes up the spell and everything goes crazy and they literally get picked up from where they got left off. Like, there's still, like, there's no redemption when they come in. They're, they're not their redeemed selves because in Spider-Man 1, uh, you know, the first Spider-Man, live action Spider-Man, Green Goblin, kind of gets diced with their, a, a, not redemption, but he kind of, like, he kind of, he doesn't really die with redemption. I feel like he just dies with, with, with hoping that he can get, be forgiven. Uh, dies and tells Peter to Neto, uh, Harry, and, uh, and he, he, I feel like he dies as, he dies like, uh, uh like, Dr. Osborne, and, and then comes back as a Green Goblin into the MCU. And he has to be fixed again because he, like, he wasn't cured. I don't know how, I don't know if that came out right, but that's how I feel. And, do, and like, Dr. Octopus, he said that he had, like, he was a, like, in the, in the Spider-Man 2 movie, he was about, like, when he was explaining he had Peter Parker like choking him with his tentacle that's why he remembered the last thing he remembered before he got warped into the MCU and 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 he wasn't and he was about to redeem himself like he was about to do that but if he jumped if he was trans, trans like if he was like warping to the MCU or sent into the MCU through Strange's spell during that time then that means that like he didn't like he didn't that was not after he died because he would have came i feel like he would have in my theory he would have came like as a good guy but he, if he said he died in those moments he didn't die as the redeemed dot up but long story short for that is that I think that if they were great in their roles. It's like uh, it's like I just got done. It's like they literally just got done uh, filming those two movies, Spider-Man One and Spider-Man Two, and jumped right into this one because it's like they never left. Also, I I I know like uh, for the other villains, it was really cool their introductions. Uh, Jamie Foxx, how he appears in the uh, in the power line as electricity, or just pure electricity. Uh, you can kind of see his blue, uh, his blue self a little bit as he's forming, and I think that's a really good Easter egg. But he doesn't stay blue. His uh, uh, his form is not blue, so I think I think that's a, but the the introduction of him doesn't get Easter egg. They all the power as he's forming looks blue, so it's like. It's like, oh, is he gonna look? I thought he was actually gonna look like him, but since the trailers didn't show him like that, I was like, no, he can't be like that. Uh, but I like how he kind of was in like Electro's Jamie Fox. Uh, Electro's wasn't wasn't like Spider Man, uh, the Amazing Spider Man, where it was like, it's like here Jamie Fox play Electro, and then he had to play like a villain. 
version, like a nerdy guy who turns into a villain. No, it's like, what if Jamie Foxx played Electro? And it was cool to see him just run with his personality. Uh, I think that that's a really good way to put him as I just... He just wants energy. He just wants... He's obsessed with the energy. Like, he just wants power. Like, literally. Like, electrical power. Uh, also, you know, the the two background villains that seem more like a background villain to me was uh, Sandman and the Lizard. Because, uh, as much as, uh, honestly, I came to love Spider-Man 3, I would, I, when I was like 12 years old, 13 years old, I would watch that almost every day. I had it in DVD. I think I still have it in DVD, um, but I would watch that like hardcore. I watch it almost every day, and I, I didn't. I didn't think it was gonna be like growing up as a as a as a nerd was like gonna be such a like a like a cult. Like a it was at first it was like a hated movie, you know. It's like a, like why this movie's like the worst out of all three, and then it just kind of became like a. Like a love, like a love movie. Like, like fans just loved it for it, it's mem like it's so memeable in and for it being just, just so like the other two were corny, but they still had this dark tone to it, and it's just like this, this, just this feeling of, 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 of less of help. Like you can't get no help. But this one just felt funny. It just felt like. Like the Spider-Man dancing scene and just like I'm push some dirt in here. All those references and all those memes are just so great. They came from that movie and it's just built a cult around that movie. And I think that's, I think that's what this movie is gonna is gonna do too. It's gonna stay great because it was good. It was entertaining and it, it did everything that it had to do. But I was saying like. As I was saying about the villains, uh, I, like uh, the, what why I mentioned why I grew up with this and like this Spider-Man three is because uh, Sandman, you know, I see in Sandman, I was like, nice, they have something in there from Spider-Man three. It's not just, you know, acknowledging the two best movies, and I, I and that's why I feel like Sandman is like a little bit above a lizard when it comes to being the last heroes and the last villains in that movie. Uh, because I feel a little bit connection to uh, Sandman, especially. Like I, I really like Spider-Man Three. It's probably one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, just because I would watch it all the time, and it's just because it just became such a cult classic. Like it just became such a such a fascinating movie. In between, Spider-Man fans are just comic book fans. Uh, that's why I think he he's before like uh, his lizards, and I think why lizards like behind all these other villains because. He didn't get uh, like a lot of screen time in the movie, and he kind of just felt like a background villain. Like he was just there. He wasn't even in the. Uh, he wasn't even in the house whenever. Uh, he didn't go in the house whenever they were going to uh, fix all the villains. You know, they get to the they get to Happy's apartment and they're about to fix all the villains or they're about to give them, you know, their uh, their. Cures to cure uh, Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, and Electro, and all the villains. Uh, he wasn't in there, so I feel like he was a very background villain for pretty much the whole movie. Uh, you know, he he did this scene, uh, which I like. I'm about to get to the scene. I'm about to talk about the scenes that I reminded me of other movies. Uh, 
and uh, this is a clear reference when they're in the final battle uh, when they're in the final battle it's really clearly that when Ned is trying to close the portal and the lizard is is, is running towards them uh, it's it's clearly that you you notice that uh, like he the lizard goes all over the lab and that's a clear reference to Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man, the first, the first Amazing Spider-Man, where uh, Lizard and Spider-Man fight in the lab, and there goes Spider-Man to save Ned and um, MJ, and it looks, it reminded me of that scene. So uh, and that's one of the many references that they have in this movie, uh, just full of references, and just it's just a huge love letter. To the Spider-Man cinematic, uh, Spider-Man cinematic universe. It's, it's a Spider-Man like the Spider-Man verse to the Spider cinematic universe. To it's pretty much what it is, uh, including Venom now. Uh, you know, and including Venom like in the end credit scene of Venom Two, which I still haven't watched, but I watched the end credit scene, which uh, I need to watch Venom Two, but I've watched the end credit scene. And it's been kind of ruined for me, that incredible scene, you know, where he sees uh, Peter Parker's announcement that uh, Spider-Man is Peter Parker on the TV by the Daily Bugle of this universe of MCU's uh, James, John, Jonah Jameson. And, you know, and I think that, that it might be that it's through, like, he's mentioning that incredible scene this is a collective knowledge of universes and... It probably is that it might not be the same symbiote, but it could be that since it's a black symbiote, they share a knowledge of, like he said, of universes, and that's why he kind of knows who he might not realize that this might be the Peter Parker that that one symbiote met in this one universe. But he has an idea of a Spider Man, he has an idea that a Peter Parker is spider-man so when he sees the suit maybe he sees the the spider-man thing and he he clicks it you know he, he licks the screen and he's like this guy that guy and you know i think that 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 might be the connection to why he said it like that um also you know and i went from the lizard to venom but i'm about to talk about the the scenes that really reminded me of other movies starting off with the scene where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are introduced, which is, oh my god, uh, the, the feeling of the theater in the, the release day of the movie in the theater was magnificent. It was amazing. It was just, I hadn't, had, I hadn't lived something like that since um, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, that was just such a cool feeling, like, just being in the theater again after, like, a year two years almost of that being in the theater the last movie I went to watch was Black Widow uh, no um, uh, it's Cruella actually the first movie I went to watch after the pandemic or after uh, 2020 you know was uh, Cruella which actually became one of my favorite movies in the live action um, you know sequences of Disney they're trying to make everything live action now but it was a real, uh, I like that, I like that movie. Um, but I was glad, like, the, the atmosphere was just amazing. But anyways, 
the scene where Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are introduced uh, really reminded me of a scene from uh, the Spider into the Spider Verse, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, because when they it reminded me of that of that scene where there are all the Spider Mans at Anime's house. And what reminded me the most is when Tobey Maguire walks in and he's like, Oh, I seen you guys. And then he looks at Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And he's like, he's not your friend. And they looked at each other for like a second. They give this like stare like, I've seen you before. Or I kind of know who you are. And it reminded me of that. Of that scenes and, and, and into the Spider-Verse where... They all looked at. They all introduced themselves, looked at each other, and their spider thing goes on, and it's like you're like me. And I feel like that's literally what they said, but since we can't see it, or we can't see like their thoughts, because they probably talk in their heads like into the Spider Verse, because into the Spider Verse, Miles Morales can hear his thoughts, and he's like, why, why am I thinking so loud, or why, why am I speaking so loud in my head? And I feel like they were able to do that in that scene, but since it's live action and we're kind of seeing it through our eyes and through the eyes of kind of Ned and and uh, MJ, it's it's we couldn't see that. So, but that's that's what I feel like they were thinking. It's like, oh, you're like me. Oh, you're like me. So they 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 do like I was like, let's prove each other. Let's prove to each other that we're like each other. So they do the jump. They they do the spider thingy, and obviously since. He, uh, Tobey Maguire already has a feeling that he might be Spider-Man. He goes straight for the for the um, for the web for the web shooters, not knowing yet that he has the web shooters. Uh, what's another scene that really reminded me of? Uh, oh, uh, the ending. Well, not the ending, but the death of MJ. I mean, the death of MJ. Jesus, the death of Anne May. MJ doesn't die. Okay, MJ doesn't die. But the the, the death of Anne May. That reminded me because it had to do with Spider-Man 2. Not Spider-Man 2 the movie, but Spider-Man Tom Holland. It reminded me a lot of the death of Tony Stark in Endgame. Same, and like, uh, it was the same vibe to me because it was a mentor that he lost. He's losing. He's losing a mentor. And it just reminded me of life. It's like suffering all over again. And I was a really, uh, and, and let me tell you this before, like, and I'm on done with that. I'm done with the comparison, but I'm, I'm going to go into the Ant-Man death. The Ant-Man death was, I feel like is very impactful compared to the other deaths that have inspired Spider-Man in the other movies, in the movies. Uh, because of, of like Uncle Ben has always been the guy, right? And the the deaths of them didn't hit as hard because, or they did hit be, uh, for them. And in the first one, they hit because we were all always wanting to see live action Spider Man, and that's where we got the un Uncle Ben in our death, and we saw and we get to see it. We got to see it, but we didn't. We never really spent 
time with that character to be like, oh, he did take care of, of, of Spider-Man, or he he did call him this, or uh, he's uh he was there through you know this is coming up with these godly superheroes with a god and they're not super crazy scientists and then uh, like a green guy like and 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 like obviously there those people are not in Toby's and Andrew's universes but to me there wasn't that connection like they had with Iron Maid like through a series of movies and it didn't even had to be in and it had to be his movie for us to realize that like Amy was gonna be there for a while. She wasn't just gonna be like a cameo or like anything. Like she's just gonna be there to to be for 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 uh Peter. Until she wasn't. And that's hard. You know, that's hard. And that's why I feel like it hit different. Uh the anime death hit totally different in 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 different as in any other movie of Spider-Man. First, I think it hit different because it's anime. We're used to seeing the death of Uncle Ben. And that's probably why we never got it. Because it wasn't about it, it wasn't about he already had his and it wasn't about the spider bite and then Uncle Uncle Ben dies and there there that's his origin story. It it was more this movie is more about about how, why how how is Spider Man made? Spider Man doesn't doesn't make uh, it doesn't it doesn't get Spider Man doesn't become Spider Man because of the bite. Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man because of uh, because of his personality, because of who he is, because of he, because of of him losing all the time. And 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 I learned that, it's like he's so carried away, and I like I I noticed that through that move, through this movie, he's like he's so carried away, because he's being carried by all this technology and support, until he starts losing it slowly. Like this movie is crazy because it's like, it's like being Spider Man doing like regular Spider Man like MCU Spider Man shit. Like he out here, you know, doing trying to help these villains. When he realizes, like, man, maybe yeah, maybe maybe I shouldn't help these villains. Maybe it's like, maybe I should like be done with it. Like you know, like, maybe maybe it's maybe it's over. Maybe. Maybe like I should just stop, and it, it's it's crazy how he's like after Anime's death, he kind of starts starts losing, like he has a plan to win, but he doesn't he doesn't want to win. He like just wants to end that person, and that person being uh Green Goblin. Green Goblin kills. Anime he runs through. They have this huge scene where it's like, before they can kill all the villains, they they, go, uh, Green Goblin goes crazy. He turns back into Green Goblin. Uh, he is uh, it's a it's a very intense moment in the movie. It was a very very intense moment. You know he's gonna turn. You know Alfred's uh, uh from the. You know, Green Goblin's gonna turn as soon as, like, 
you hear a little bit of his voice before he turns around and responds to Dr. Octopus and then you and you see Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker feels Spider-Sense he stops for a second it's like Aunt May, he says Aunt May stops for a second and then whips uh, Green Goblin's hand Green Goblin starts giving this dialogue and about about Peter wishing he could have everything or, or something like that. I don't remember the line. I, I went to watch it twice, but I don't remember the line. And man, the uh also that made me realize something like Green Goblin is probably the only villain who can go hand to hand with Spider Man. I uh, at the end of Spider-Man 1, when I went to my rewatch, I was like, why he, why, how can he go hand-to-hand with him? He's, like, literally not using anything. Like, he's going hand-to-hand with him. And then I realized, I'm like, yeah, he took that, that, the serum that made him, like, strong and crazy. So I was like, damn, he's, like, his senses and his, and his strength is, like, hopped up to, like, 11. So... I was like, man, this is really one of the few villains who can probably go hand to hand with Peter Parker with Spider Man. There and uh, and that scene where where he turns into the Goblin before he kills Aunt May. You know he he puts him through like a whole like five stories of building like not stories of building but he puts him like through like five floors. All the way down to the last floor of the building, of like an apartment building, of a Happy's apartment building, and that was just a. Cra- he then he stomps his face on the on the ground on on just on rubble, and 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 it was it's just such a ruthless villain. Green Goblin such a ruthless villain. I love that. I love Alfred, uh, uh, but. Uh, I cannot remember the actor's name to save my life, but I love that that actor, Willem Dafoe. I love Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Green, he is just his voice, his facial expressions is just amazing, and and for him to come back to the characters he never left is just so nice. And let's just get towards the end, okay? So also another scene that I really loved was the scene where they are trying to come up with a cure for the villains and they're in this lab in the school in their school and it's just like wow they're here they're and they even do the meme whenever ned is like hey peter and they're like what peter what peter he's peter that's peter and they're just like pointing at each other and i'm like yes i didn't notice it the first time but the second time it was so great. It was so, oh, it was so nice. It was so like pleasing, and it was so satisfying just to see that. It, it, I just I fell in love with that scene. Also, the just them in reacting and 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 just that whole little scene of them and their in reaction with each other, uh, like Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker's, you know, uh, when Nate goes up to them, he's like, did you have a best friend? And he said, yes. And he's like, you tried to kill me, Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker. <laughs> but Tobey Maguire's like, yeah, he, he he tried to kill me, but he died in my arms. 
and then he goes and, and has a weird around Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and then and when he when they're when he's hitting Tom Holland's Spider-Man, the curious he's like, don't worry, I won't turn into I won't turn into an evil villain and try to kill you. And it does Andrew Garfield reaches his hands out and bats him in the back like, good job. That's also, I, I love that scene. I love the reaction between the Spider-Mans. It's like, also, also to them, to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, because Andrew Garfield is, is now, it wasn't, it was honestly never his fault that the Spider-Man did as bad as they did. But in my opinion, and in everyone's opinion as nerds and as a community of Spider-Man lovers, he is a great Spider-Man. He has, a, he, he has everything that it is a great Spider-Man. And just because of him, I like those movies. I I can come back and watch them, you know. And and just because of this just because of him, I I feel like those movies are going to be like classic cult Spider-Man movies, just like Spider-Man 3 and and it's probably like between Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man The Amazing Spider-Man 2, it I would probably be Amazing Spider-Man 2 would be number one, and it'd be like Spider-Man 3 number two and Spider-Man The Amazing Spider-Man one would be number three. That's and also to me, Wire, it's like they never left their roles. Like they just come back as as they they never left, and I love how how the line that Andrew's like, you're gonna like, are you gonna? Go and fight these villains as a cool youth-looking pastor. Do you have a suit? And then he shows his suit. It's like, oh, nice. He has it. I was thinking about that. I thought we were gonna get the scene where he like has a box and he's gonna get the open the suitcase like he did in like Spider-Man Three and Spider-Man Two. Uh, but it, it was good. It was that scene was amazing. And the final battle was even crazier. And the that the little jokes that they do before the battle in in the middle of it where where there, uh, Peter, uh, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is talking about his bag, and it's like, oh my god, such an amazing reference to the, when he's like, oh, I'm back, and then he falls to the ground, and he's like, oh, I'm right back, that's just, oh my gosh, and then them talking about, uh, Peter Parker, Tom Holland talking about, so many Peter Parkers, talking about him fighting Thanos on space and on Earth, and then Tobey Maguire talking about him fighting Venom, and then the the joke is like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man only fought this really lame rhinoceros dude. He's like, I only fought this Russian guy, you know, rhinoceros mechanical suit. And like, and then Toby McGuire is like, don't say that to yourself. Don't don't say that you're lame. And it's like, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. And that's just so such an amazing uh, references. Like so many amazing references in this movie. Uh, towards the middle of the fight, you know, when they're fighting, and they can't seem to get to, you know, come together to defeat these villains. They, uh, they jump back into, uh, they try to regroup, and, and Tobey Maguire, and then, uh, and Tom Holland's Spider-Man is like, oh, we kind of suck at this, and Andrew's like, yeah, we suck. And Tom Holland suggests that he's been in a team before, that he knows how to work in teams, and he's like, I've been in the Avengers before. Not to brag, but I've been in the Avengers before. And Toby's line is just so great. He's like, oh, that's amazing. Like, like, oh, that's great. What is that? And he's like, you guys don't have that in your universe? And and Andrew's like, yeah. He's like, 
Is that a band? Are you in a band? I was just... Oh, the reference in this movie. Um, that scene... Those... those When they... Those Spider-Mans are together. And it's crazy how they're... Not just at the end of the movie. Like... With the villains as well. They're not like... At the end of the movie. They come in and just like... The final fight. Here you go. Here's a, here's a story. And now we're gonna give you... All the other villains at the very end. Here you go. Boom. And all the... All the, the stuff you're waiting for at the very end. Boom. It's like... Here you go. Here's your payoff. Like no. The whole movie was the payoff. Like the whole... From beginning to end was the payoff. And it, it's... It, it, I like it. I like it when it's like that. When the villains just like... They form part of the story. It's like... Not just... Hey, you know, here we are to help you fight the villains. Then we're out. And, and no, it's like they're they're forming part of the story to help this Spider-Man become like the real form of what Spider-Man should be. Because throughout Spider-Man No Way Home, he's been careless. I mean, through throughout the others, the the Home trilogy, he's been careless. Uh, but he he he, you feel like he learns. Uh, how to be responsible in this one. And, um, yeah, the final act, uh, kind of ends crazy, you know. Just, uh, they get the help to balance, they give them all their cures. Also, I love what Jamie Foxx is like, man, I thought that he was gonna be black. He, he tells Andrew Garfield that he thought he was gonna be black, acknowledging that there might be a black Spider Man out there, Miles Morales. You know, we have so many hints. We had him in Homecoming where um, where Donald Glover is the uncle of somebody named Miles. So, you know, hint, hint. Uh, I love that. And also, you know, we get to see the dark side of, of Tom Holland's Spider-Man for the for one of the times, you know. He's been wanting to do, like, do something to people that hurt him. Like, because he... And in Far From Home, he looked at Mysterio with rage at the very end like he looked with he looked at him with rage he know he couldn't do it and he can't do it because that's not him but at the end he wanted to do it with green goblin because he killed that man he wanted to pull his punches back he wanted to, to i mean to stop pulling his punches back and and that's when toby mcguire's spider-man jumps in and He's about to literally kill with his own glider. Green Goblin jumps in, Tobey Maguire, and stops her from doing it. He's still pushing, like he's still pushing on it, wanting to still go through Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. But Tobey Maguire is looking at him. It's like, nah, bro, this is not what we do. And so he drops it, and boom, Tobey Maguire gets stopped by the Green Goblin. Freaking, everybody's freaking out. I'm freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. And we think Tom McGuire's probably going to die. He's looking at, getting comments looking at Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Really, like, evil looking. Andrew Garfield tosses him this, like, liquid thingy. And he stabs him in the neck with it. But doesn't really stab him like a, it's like an injection. Injects him in the neck with it. And it, he becomes scared. He re, and then Green Goblin becomes scared. And he realizes that he, what he's done. He stabbed Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. And then they come to see him. And I love how Spider-Man, like, the universe is breaking, right? Like, the spell, also, everything, like, just went to shits, okay? Like, during that battle, it went to shits. Like, 
they had this crazy box where they were trying to keep all the villains from like Doctor Strange. I keep forgetting about Doctor Strange because of, I'm so focused on just talking about the Spider-Mans. I keep forgetting about Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange had this whole plan to send them back, and this box where this had the spell where the spell that took me uh, that Tom Holland messed up that's put into this little box and where he contains it. But in that battle. Green Goblin threw a bomb in it, and it broke to shits. It just broke everywhere, and it, it made the universe start breaking. There was gaps in the in the universe just opening up, looking purple. And as to Tobey Maguire is like thinks he's dying, he's like he looks up in the sky, he sees people coming pouring in through different universes, and he's like, "Is that really happening, or am I dying?" And <laughs> I just love that line. But it, it was it, I, it's funny. Like now that I'm talking about it, it's like. I realize how much, like, Doctor Strange is not, like, doesn't really put a, like, a thing into this movie. Like, he's there, but he's, like, doesn't really have to be there, but, like, just to keep the plot going. Uh, and to do this whole magic stuff and to bring these villains and to bring these people in here. Because if we hadn't had Doctor Strange, you know, these, these spells wouldn't happen. So, the, we, this movie probably wouldn't happen, so... So, I forgot about Doctor Strange. Sorry, Doctor Strange. But, yeah, you know, the spell gets uh, resolved. The spell gets resolved, you know. Peter Parker actually goes through and tells him, like, Hey, you know, remember the spell I messed up that I told you, like, where everybody needs to, like, forget about me? Yeah. Do that again. But this time, for real. And this time I won't mess it up. And he does it. And he's like, no, nah, like, we, we, we are all going to forget about you. We are all going to forget about you. Not even a single person is going to remember you were Spider-Man. We'll remember about Spider-Man. But we won't remember Peter Parker. And he's like, no, nah, it's cool. It's cool. Let's do it. Let's go. This is the only way. It's the only way. You know, Dr. Strange reference. For, for from me to you guys. But then he goes and says goodbye to the Spider-Mans. Uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker. The Peter Parkers just hug it out. Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tim McGuire they just hug it out. It's just like, that's how all generations should be. We should just be hugging it out between generations and stop, like, hating on each other. But then he goes and talks to Ned and, and Zendaya. But to MJ, and he's like, you know, you guys are my best friends. So I have to tell you this. Uh, I'm, well, you guys are going to totally completely forget about me. And, and and MJ's like, no, 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 no. How is that possible? And he's like, we can do nothing about it. He's like, no, there's nothing we can do about it. So he, he, he decides to go through him. And she tells him that, he, that she loves him. But he's about to tell her that he loves her. But she doesn't let him. And I feel like that's going to what the thing that's going to bring her back to him. The day that he gets to say her to her, I love you. Is the day that she's going to snap back and and be with him again. Also, um, like the spell happens, everything happens, everything goes back. To, and he goes to the cafe where she's working at at the very end of the movie to he's working on his snow to t to tell her what she, to He's just saying something that he wrote down that he's going to say to MJ. And he walks in there and he sees MJ, you know, serving some customer. MJ looks at him, waves, but he's not really waving at him. He's waving at Ned and then walks in there talking about he got accepted to uh, 
to the university where 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 he was gonna. Oh yeah, none of them will be able to get to a university. I see. I skipped. I'm not a really good reviewer because I skipped over a lot of things. But I just want to talk about like the points and my thoughts about the movie. But I skipped over a lot of things because I just like talking. I like to get it out at once. So if I skipped over something that it's probably of importance, uh, I'm sorry. But I just they try to get into some in college people before. Uh, Mysterio villains Peter Parker and they couldn't get into any college. So at the end, they, uh, you know, they were uh, in that bridge battle scene. They were uh, he was chasing some some lady from MIT. So Ned and MJ could be able to go into MIT. So he saved her life, and they were able to get into MIT. But now that they are, they completely forgot who Peter Parker is. Only MJ and Ned are getting and get to go into MIT. So Ned is into MIT. And so is MJ. And then Peter Parker is like, hey, are you excited about MIT? And and she says, yeah, you know, we're excited and stuff like that. And he's about to tell her that, but she flips her hair. And she sees this, uh, a bandage of a scar she got at the last battle in the very ending. And the, la and the battle of uh, in the Statue of Liberty. Also, the battle happens in the Statue of Liberty. See how much she'll skip? But anyways, I'm just trying to give my thoughts. Tries to give uh, the battle of... Uh, the last battle in the Statue of Liberty, and he notices, like, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Maybe, maybe I should just live like that. Maybe it's like, they're finer without me, you know? He goes, he moves into an apartment, which I think is very, very referential. It's a reference straight up from Spider-Man 3. Like, you can even hear the guys, like, ran his two at the end of the month, and that's like, I was very upset that it wasn't, they didn't show us the give me rent guy, like, Oh my god. So he he's pretty much setting up his whole apartment. He got a GD test. So I don't... I think they count him as a... Like, I don't know how this spell works. Because I don't know if, like, completely his all his information is gone. Like, I don't know if that is the case. Because does he have a social security? Does he have a driver's license? Does he have a type of ID? Um, but he has a GED. So he's probably setting up his whole life again. Like, he's setting up his paperwork is trying to find probably his his birth certificate and stuff like that his information that probably people don't care about like because they probably just like oh his kid is still here but it's like he's like like nothing you know Spiderman's great he's just another just walking person everywhere and you know it ends with him listening to the radio on his phone of like police uh uh doing you know calls for emergencies and stuff like that and he, you see him in the window. You see uh, a red and 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 uh, blue suit jumps through the window. You get to see a little flash of him when he passes by a light, and it looks just like the original comic book suit and like a little bit of a version of the Disney suit. And it's just great. It's just amazing. The movie ends right there, and the movie is just it's just such a beautiful callback and and love letter to the Spider-Man movies. Uh, I don't know what the future's holds for Spider-Man. Uh, Tom Holland has said that he, uh, doesn't really see himself playing Spider-Man for a very, very long time anymore. Um, also, I don't know what Sony and Marvel Studios will do with all these Spider-Man characters. And honestly, my opinion is that nothing's ever gonna top this crossover until they bring Deadpool into the MCU. And to the giver reference to Deadpool into the MCU. 
I don't think this is that anything uh, is gonna come up to this level of hype. Like, I I don't I don't know anything else that could come up to this level of hype. Uh, but yeah, the end credit scenes is just a simple end credit scene of uh, of Venom some uh, Venom some Hardy asking about he's in Mexico in a bar asking about after he just got warped into the MCU asking about the Iron Man and all these superheroes real so this is the world with superheroes and then he just vanished and leaves a little bit of 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 Venom goo in the bar table, which just gives a little sneak peek of the future. Of Venom in the MCU, and then the end credit, that very end credit scene is uh, a trailer for a mult of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, which I'm not going to talk about because uh, that could be said for another video. But uh, yeah, overall, this movie is probably uh, um, nine out of ten, probably ten out of ten, uh, eleven out of ten because you know it had references, uh, you know, great action, great emotions. Laugh when you should laugh, cry when you should cry, be mad when you should be mad, and it was just a perfect structural movie and a, just a great call to Spider-Man and Spider-Man fans and a great recall to the older movies. And I really hope Andrew Garfield gets another shot. I, mean, I hope, honestly, with this, I hope we get a, a Spider-Man four and the Amazing Spider-Man three. But that's just a hope. That's just a what if. Like not just a hope. That's just me hoping. But yeah, that's just my thoughts. I went rambling on for like 50 minutes. Um, yeah, that's just my thoughts. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Leave your thoughts. Question. Leave your thoughts. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys got to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Because if you're listening to this, you probably already watched it. And if you finished this, you definitely already watched it. So thank you so much. This is Esteban, The Real One, out.